You're listening to I Feel For You, an oral pleasure zone or podcast for creative explorers, polymaths, futurists, humans interested in chewing the cud of life. I'm Dion, human being, creative space maker and podcast auntie, and I'm so grateful to be here with you in this moment. This is episode 63, and by special request, today we are exploring the mindfulness practice of RAIN, which I really hope will support you in these times. I really hope you enjoy the show, and if you do, please feel very welcome and encouraged to share it with your friends and loved ones, perhaps even tag me in your Instagram stories, perhaps, or reach out to me on the internet. Show notes are over on ifeelforyoupodcast.com or head to my website, dion.space. I feel very 90s saying website, just enjoying that. Okay, so a massive shout out, first of all, to each of you who've been in touch following the last episode. That was episode 62 about creative resilience. Particularly the videos of you listening to the show during your social distancing walks in your neighbourhood I was so touched and I'm so glad that it resonated with you and offered you comfort during these times. I really, really appreciate you for listening, for taking me with you, whether it's to the kitchen to do the washing up or outside on your short breaks, wherever it is. It feels so good to be connected. And this is truly why I make these podcasts. So thank you, dear community. And I hope this meets you well well as well as can be and I hope you and your loved ones are well too and however you're feeling whatever you're holding during these days I am virtually holding space for you and reminding you that you're doing a great job and also that it's enough for you to just be to pause to rest and not to load up too many expectations on yourself and I'm also honoring space for those who do use doing as a way to cope because you know there's no rules on how to be so just take care of yourself as best as you can no judgments no expectations and by taking care of yourself we also take care of each other Also, I wanted to add a shout out to everybody who has been practicing with me virtually in our yoga movement, meditation and breathwork sessions during the last couple of weeks. In case you didn't know, in light of the situation with COVID-19, I wanted to offer tools and practices via live stream to support people through these times. So I pretty hastily put together a wild schedule along with Shettle last week and just went for it. So thank you so much for receiving it and meeting me there. And I'm so grateful. I'm so emo about this special space we created together online, live. And thank you too to the Sunday Slow Club gang who actually requested the topic of this podcast. So this is for you and for everybody. Thank you for for your encouragement and for your requests because if something is useful and resonant for you, And that goes for like anything that I'm creating. Maybe it's something you've seen in a practice on YouTube or maybe an Instagram post or a blog post that you want me to dig into a bit further. Please feel welcome to reach out. I've got a list of things that I'm making notes on. So thank you to everyone who's been in touch and sent me your requests. I'm going to work my way through those and hopefully offer you the stuff that you most want to hear and see and use to support you. 
So, yeah, the live stream sessions are kind of what I'm up to mostly these weeks. I'm trying to keep up with these weekly podcasts as well as offer at least one YouTube video each week. At the moment, there's two going out a week and yeah, (laughs) it's quite full on. But I also feel incredibly focused because... Yeah, you know, I talk about wanting to feel useful a lot. And I think that, to be honest, I'm just reflecting now because a few people have been checking in sort of, how are you doing all of these things? And I really feel that perhaps it's like, I don't know if you trauma survivors relate to this, but um, I think that during these times, I just go into this mode. It's like a, a survival mode and it's it's one that I'm really familiar with. I'm kind of, this is not like a sob story or anything like that. It's just a mode that I'm, it's like a habitual mode, I suppose. I'm very used to being in. I'm used to kind of being thrown into situations that are very uncomfortable and like just having to get on with it. And um, because some of those situations have been so extreme I think that there's a part of me that is just so focused on surviving and and like making what I can out of what I've been handed that I think that there's no time for me really to overthink stuff do you know what I mean and by saying this stuff I'm not in any way suggesting or encouraging any of you to like do the same um I just I'm feeling, I suppose, quite focused in needing to show up even more to offer what I can to people and uh, to use my energy in that way and to connect with community also gives me energy. So connecting with people, um, even if it's like, you know, someone doing a class and then (laughs) sending me a message or like commenting on YouTube, even that for me, that is is just as valuable in in feeling connected with community as it is practicing in live real time with people during these classes. Like I both I hold both things sacred and more, you know. So um, yeah, during these times, that's kind of my coping mechanism, I guess, is to go into this mode of just like thinking, okay. I have these tools and they've helped me out a lot in the past. And many people have told me that they've been really helpful for them too. Um, And so it makes sense for me to share them in times where people could find them the most useful. Um, So that's really where my days have been just trying to do what I can I'm also saying that calling myself out and noticing today Monday as I do this intro to this podcast that's been sitting here ready to go out um it's now Monday the 6th of April and I'm going into I think this is my fourth week um now it'll be four weeks I think on Thursday uh since I've been social distancing um so yeah, as I'm going into this week, I'm noticing that, yeah, I did a lot of teaching, quite a lot of classes last week, which were all just, just, yeah, I'm just so grateful that people turned up and practiced so gracefully and beautifully and, and just inspired me greatly. Um, and yeah, trying to keep up with getting the digest out, getting resources out to people. I am noticing I'm I'm a little bit tired, but it's also okay because yeah you know we're all in this weird space I think and what is time and all of that um just 
doing my best to keep to um, to keep to paying attention to the things that I need, you know, like just making sure that I try to have a good sleep hygiene, <laughs> whatever that is. But yeah, just taking self-care moments where possible. I'm upping my own practice. So most of you know, I have a, a daily practice of my own and I'm I'm trying to increase that as and where so I get input from that as well and um, just really responding to um, yeah what my body is calling for and lately that is a lot of like restoration a lot of tenderness and in those moments if my anxiety is increasing I'll go to like quite a vigorous flow practice um, like a movement practice I've been doing like dance classes online I've been um, <laughs> just rolling around on the floor I've been doing a lot of yeah just body work I guess um, I don't know if this is helpful for you or if this is a big ramble but yeah let me take this back to the live streams in case any of this is resonant so I'm holding space online um, this is for everybody everybody is welcome it's not about levels everyone's invited and I hope that these classes help to relieve stress and tension and encourage a sense of grounding and ease so the classes explore yoga somatics movement meditation breath work creative space making and all you need is a computer and a little bit of space to move in so I really hope <laughs> that you can make the sessions all the info is on my site, dion.space forward slash online, or you can just head to dion.space up on the top. There's a banner. You can click that. I'm updating the sessions weekly so um, you can see what's there. So there's a drop in option. The suggested donation is £10, but nobody is turned away. It's by donation. So you get the option there um, to pay what you can afford. Alternatively, you can join my Patreon online unlimited membership, which is £39. And then you can access all classes as well as replays and playlists too. <laughs> um, so if you feel like that's better value for you, feel welcome to join that. There's also sponsored slots which are available for those who are on low or no income as well as those who you'd like to nominate for doing great work in the community at this time. That might include frontline medical staff or administrators supporting hospital and doctor services, health workers, delivery drivers, shelf stackers in supermarkets, refuse collectors, cleaners, teachers supporting key workers, community convenience store workers, bus, train, metro drivers, staff at chemists, etc, etc, etc. So please do get in touch and share details with me. Head to dion.space forward slash online so I can gift memberships. And if the live stream times aren't working for you, know that I have a YouTube channel as well, which feature yoga and movement and breathwork and meditation offerings. As I said, I'm trying to keep that updated as regularly as possible. So that's at least one class a week. Look for me on YouTube. I'm Dion Yoga. Or the link will, of course, be in the show notes. I feel for you podcast.com. This is episode 63. And yeah, I hope that there's something here for you that can be helpful. And as always, the best ways to get the updates on what I'm doing, because um, I'm adding live events here and there spontaneously as well the best way to keep in touch and to know what's going on is via my digest so if you're not already subscribed and want to be 
you can sign up for that by going to dion.space forward slash digest. So I, there's a lot there. We're now going to go into a practice which I hope will be useful. This is something that has been so helpful to me over the last, I don't even know, but for many years now, I'm going to talk a bit about what it is and then we're going to have a little practice together. I really hope it's helpful. Thank you so much for your attention, for your time, for just being. I am sending you so much love and stay safe, stay inside, look after each other, take care of you. Please reach out. Remember, we are all in this together. We are community. I am here for you. And thank you for being here. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the podcast. It's Dion here. Sunday, the 29th of March, 2020. I've just got off of a wonderful meeting of glorious souls. I just had a Zoom session, the Sunday Slowdown Club, um, where we shared a practice in movement, yoga, meditation, breathwork, and creative explorations. And it was so inspiring to hang out with such brilliant people this Sunday lunchtime and practice together and connect. You know how I feel about connection and I'm so grateful that we have these tools to build community and find ways of feeling better together. So I thought I'd make this podcast because mainly I was requested to offer some resources on this. Um, what I'm talking about today is a practice called RAIN, which some of you may be familiar with. Um, it's something that I've been using in my practice for many years now, and it's really helped me. So I'm passing it on and encouraging you to explore it and maybe pass it on if you find that it works for you. So RAIN is a really useful mindfulness technique, which is also an acronym. I think the first person who coined the term was um, Michelle McDonald back in the 90s. And um, since then, there's a number of different teachers who use this technique. Probably one of my favourites is Tara Brach, who, you know, I've been talking about her for so many years now. And some of you know, she's one of my fave teachers. And... I think that RAIN is one of those techniques which is a useful interrupter. Have you ever seen that documentary, The Interrupters? If you haven't, worth checking it out. But yeah, um, it's kind of a different topic, but also the same. I like to think about this tool as being an interrupter. And I like the word interrupter or interrupting as a way to practice being more present because... I think for so many people, the idea of meditation or mindfulness is something very distant, but actually there are so many accessible ways that we get to practice. And, you know, one of my main missions is accessibility and inclusivity, because these kinds of tools, I think, can help us all to enhance our lives, to feel better, to create more space. So yeah, I really like this idea of interrupting thoughts because one of the things I hear most common and, and one of the things I've even been told off by other yoga teachers for, no shade but shade, um, <laughs> is the fact that I like to have real talk about 
meditation and this idea of meditation not being a place where we stop the thoughts from coming. It's not about creating this, I don't know, state of enlightenment. I don't know if that even exists, to be honest. I mean, I do, for example, if I eat pie, that's kind of a moment of enlightenment, but um, I'm kidding, but I'm not. But you know what I mean? I, we get to define what enlightenment means. When it comes to meditation and mindfulness, I think that it helps us all if we're, if we're really real about the fact that it's not about stopping the mind. Because the mind is going to go off. The mind is going to think. That's what it does. The mind is going to have many different thoughts, possibly all at once, possibly coming repeatedly, possibly spiraling into all kinds of directions. The mind is doing what it does. It's thinking, so it's working. And so I don't really like to think of meditation or mindfulness as a way to stop the mind from working or like to switch it off, because I don't believe that's true. What I do believe in is the, that, that we can work with the power of the mind and we can harness that energy. We can train it to work in our favor. So those days that perhaps there's a lot of information, a lot of spiraling, a lot of kind of thoughts that feel very dark and difficult, we can, over time and with practice, get to work with that in a way that feels more spacious, more supportive, more compassionate, more loving, more gentle, hopefully. And so the word interrupting or like the, the idea of interrupting thoughts is something that really helps me to kind of get over the first barrier that often comes up when it comes to meditation and mindfulness. We don't have to stop a thought, but we get to interrupt a thought. So that that's, this is kind of, I suppose, one of the main reasons that I'm sharing this practice is because I think it's very accessible and also that we get to adapt it just like we can with any, any sort of practice. So RAIN, as I said, is an acronym and people have used different words to describe the letters. Um, so you can take this and make your own if you like. Um, I'm just sharing you the reference points that I understand this practice from, which I also think is important, you know, honouring your teachers and nodding and acknowledging where stuff came from. So yeah, Michelle McDonald is like the first person I that I know of that coined the term. Many different people use RAIN. Tara is a great meditation teacher, mindfulness teacher. Um, you've got lots of talks online and so on. So yes, let's get into RAIN. So RAIN is a way that we can redirect energy that isn't being helpful into a more spacious way of being. So for example, in times when we might be feeling fearful or anxious, overwhelmed, we can redirect that energy let me not even start with redirecting because I feel like that's a sort of later stage thing. We can work with fear and anxiety and hold space for that. And, you know, what I talk about a lot is not necessarily shunning difficult stuff, not trying to deny our, or deprive ourselves of feeling what we're feeling because our feelings are valid and real and we are entitled to them. However, we can be open to exploring new ways of being, but we can't do that if we haven't processed or just allowed space for what is. 
if that makes sense. So rain, I think, is a useful way of being able to redirect energy, which can be helpful in times of uncertainty. We get to welcome in or hold space for our emotions, our feelings, and so on. So that maybe by doing that, we can extend some compassion and kindness towards ourselves. When we do that, we're more likely to be able to extend compassion and kindness towards others. You know, it's like a full circle vibe. So let's get into the acronym, right? So the R in RAIN stands for recognition. Basically asking ourselves to name what's happening, notice what's happening. We might look at our thoughts, feelings, behaviours, anything that's affecting us and allowing that to land, just noticing, naming it. The A in RAIN stands for allow. And maybe we can think of that as simply allowing an experience to be what it is without trying to fix it, without trying to avoid it or run away from it. Instead, to allow a pause. We all understand the power of the pause, right? The pause enables us to create even more space for ourselves. By pausing, we get to take a breath. We get to allow another kind of possibility we get to deepen our attention. So allow. The I in RAIN stands for investigation. And that's looking at things curiously. It's being interested, going on an adventure in a way, maybe asking ourselves the question like, how am I experiencing this? What needs the most attention right now? Um, what do I feel where and where is it in my body? Um, what do I need right now? And as much as this sounds like we're kind of being very analytical or there's this cognitive process going on as we investigate, one of the best ways of investigating is to get into the body, to have a somatic experiencing. So the N in RAIN stands for nurture, which is basically about being kind to ourselves, practicing self-care, compassion. I like to think of it as experimenting with our love language. So if you know your love language, (laughs) it could be a good time to practice that. So for example, it might be words. So words of affirmation, talking to yourself nicely, for example. Your love language might be touch, in which case maybe it's self-soothing, massage, Maybe your love language is about um, gifts. (laughs) And so you might give yourself the gift of rest, having a lion in one morning or um, allowing yourself the gift of time, time to read or whatever it is. So when we break this down, the, the acronym RAIN, recognition, allow, investigate, nurture, we can really start to see like there is an interconnectivity between these things. They might overlap, they might cross over. But we can take each part of this RAIN practice and apply it to our everyday lives. For example, if we're sitting in our house, which most of us probably are, and we're sitting at home and maybe scrolling for way too long on the internet on timelines that are feeling particularly challenging, maybe we're noticing that we've gone past the point of getting information and we're starting to wade into territory of low mood, inactivity, Uh, we're in the fight flight mode, we're unable to, or fight flight freeze mode, we're unable to shift our state to something more productive and more helpful for anybody. 
the first part of that is literally what we're doing. We're recognizing that, ah, I feel a bit crap. I'm feeling bad. I feel sad. I feel anxious. I feel upset. Or replace that with any other feeling that you might have. And if you're exploring feelings, there's... um, I did a post on Instagram, but it's also on my blog, um, The Feelings Wheel, which is a really helpful tool if you are exploring the process of owning uh, or holding space for your feelings. I think that is a lifelong practice. Definitely in my situation, if you've ever kind of grown up feeling that you're not allowed to have feelings or maybe um, you're, you're living in a world where maybe you are feeling that your feelings are not valid, there's definitely value I think in digging into a feelings practice just naming your feelings at different moments in the day I think it's a a helpful exercise just in self-awareness you know so after the scroll recognizing that oh I am feeling this we're noticing what's happening and as I said in the session this morning simply by noticing it's an extremely radical act because what we're doing is demonstrating that we are not our mind and I think this is something that it's it's like you know you always hear that like you're not your mind and it can sound a bit like (laughs) I don't know it can sound a bit vague you know but one practice that always helps to remind me is literally noticing what I'm feeling like oh I'm stepping outside of myself to observe by observing myself I can't just be passively experiencing something. I am actively seeing that this is my brain, this is what it's doing, and this is what I'm thinking, and this is what I'm feeling. By naming that, I can't be my brain because that would be weird and meta. And now I'm thinking about that series, um, I was going to say Homeland, but maybe, no, not Homeland, West Wing, Westworld. There we go. Um, (laughs) I haven't seen The West Wing. But, you know, all of these sci-fi films that I love so much. Um, But, yeah, we are not our minds. If you're into, like, AI or anything like that, it's kind of... Yeah, I could go down a really deep rabbit hole here. But, you know, when we think about things like AI and um, artificial intelligence, sorry, um, we can start to to explore that in more detail. Like, what is it, really? What is the difference between, you know... um, feeling thinking be passively following instruction and these kinds of things and start to yeah maybe have a a broader perspective in all of this I'm trying to drastically drag myself out of a rabbit hole because I don't have time today but (laughs) so recognizing what's happening naming the feeling noticing a feeling is even like a massive part of this practice it's a huge achievement to just notice and to catch it you know like oh look at that I'm spiraling into a dark mood or I'm hungry and therefore (laughs) short-tempered these kinds of things that I think all of us on this planet could really benefit (laughs) from practicing a lot of the time so let's move on to allowing so this experience of scrolling on the internet we've noticed that we're not feeling good Next comes allowing, which is the experience of just being with this feeling, which is not easy. It's hard for most people, Um, even people who are practicing this a lot. I think this is a challenge. 
So what I want to say about allowing is to resist the need to fix or change anything immediately and instead to entertain the feeling, if that makes sense. Obviously, you don't want to do this with something that feels deeply traumatic because that's going to be, you know, too triggering. But if possible, to try not to run from the feeling, which sort of links with the next part of RAIN, investigation. And I, I often like to kind of put these two together in practice because I find it easier to access a feeling by getting into my body. Now, this wasn't always the case, and I've spoken about this in an earlier podcast that I'll link for you, but um, for some of us, getting into the body is simply not possible, and there's a lot of trauma that we might hold, and just it's just simply not possible, and that's okay. So you approach this however you need to. For me, it's been a 20-year journey of getting into my body, finally. So, like you know, this is something that I've been at frequently you know and so I'm not trying to just say lightly just get into your body and then investigate at all as I was saying in the practice today it was very much a slow subtle body practice where I think for most of us it's an advanced practice to to be able to slow down to pause and to notice to feel and to to have more subtle body work practices I know there'll be people who disagree and think that all the fancy pretzel poses are advanced and whatnot, but to me, I think, yeah, it's a much more advanced practice to be able to just be with yourself, <laughs> literally. I think it's hard for, for many of us to just invite a tenderness and a gentleness. It can be really beneficial. So the I in RAIN, standing for investigate or investigation, um, just being curious with what's there. So if it's feeling a bit too much to just sit with it, to try not to fix it and allow it, if that's feeling too difficult to be with for too long, and I don't recommend being with it for that long, move on to investigating the feeling. So being just very curious about it, like if we're feeling bad after scrolling and it's really just making us feel yuck it's making us feel like we don't want to do anything we don't want to move how can we investigate that well maybe we could think about where we feel that yucky feeling can we get more specific with it where is it located physically like can we feel it like is it a taste in our mouth is it in our throat is it like a clenching of the belly like do we notice tension that we're holding that's unnecessary or unhelpful Hence why I said to not get too much in the head with this investigation instead of it being this cognitive process of asking questions <laughs> and you know, intellectualising it. Instead, to really use a tool to access this feeling that could be the body. As I said earlier, not everybody is able to get into the body. So it could be something that's more like um, drawing or writing. There's a tool that I talk about all the time called morning pages yeah you know it and for me that's one of my tools that I use daily which helps me to investigate what's there not only can I just recognize what's happening allow space for it by actually creating spaces in my notebook to put it down and see it I can also investigate it with my pages 
So just getting curious with what's there, asking ourselves like, hmm, if my belly feels tight after scrolling, what is it that I actually need? Do I need to try and relax my belly? Maybe just taking my hand to my belly helps. Or do I need to get up and make myself a cup of tea? Is that actually what I need? Because it's going to get me into a different room, which is going to shift my state. Do I need a bathroom disco? (laughs) Do I need to take a walk around the block if that's possible for me? Things like that. And finally, in RAIN, the N standing for nurture, this kind of self-care, this like softness, tenderness, being kind to yourself, giving yourself your love language if that floats your boat. Um, which again for a lot of us is really challenging to do and it's as many of you know why I take self-care so seriously and why for the last 10 years it's been such a major part of the offerings that I create for people because I understand that to be kind to yourself even the idea of saying that for so long felt like you know someone like like a swear word or something like someone was being really sarcastic or uh, (laughs) like it was a joke like what do you mean be kind to yourself like that's not for people like me that sort of thing and so if nurturing is something that feels really difficult in this instance I wonder if there's activities that offer you pleasure or joy an activity might be sleep (laughs) it might be you know the nurturing might come from just giving yourself an earlier night maybe um it's like painting your nails I know I sound like a wanker saying that but trust me Danny it's just one of those things that (laughs) if you've lived with anxiety as long as I have I think you just start to get these particular things in your toolbox (laughs) that you rely on and come back to in times of intensity So painting my nails is one of those things like I know that if I just do that for myself once a week it's just an act of like taking care of like it's like taking physical care of myself I like to do it for myself I like to listen to a podcast or watch the OC I know but I'd never seen the whole thing so I'm into it Um, just escaping for a while and um, giving myself just some softness some relaxation time whatever it is, you know what you need. Even when you think you don't know what you need, if you think you don't know what you need, there's your practice to explore what it is you need. I've got activities for you that might help, including creating an encyclopedia of pleasure, also creating a self-care box for yourself, simply thinking about ideas to shift your state, which might be helpful. I will link all three of those things for you as prompts and guidance and anything else I can think of that hopefully won't be too overwhelming in this practice that you can explore. So rain, recognition, allow, investigate, nurture. These practices enable us to create a a helpful road that interrupts this autopilot of a busy mind and we might be busy for various reasons we might be busy being anxious we might be busy trying to keep up with the ever-changing news feeds we might be busy trying to be busy so that we don't have to sit and be and process what's going on whatever it is I feel like having a kind of gentle caring practice like rain 
can be useful in times of uncertainty and I hope that there is something here that that, um, can help you. So maybe we can just take a little pause to practice and know that the pause is just a word that I use to create some space to become present and you don't have to do anything to become present it's more about undoing so just allow yourself to be here in this moment so quite often in this world we live in we're very much geared up to go for goals to have timelines to things to be able to figure stuff out to be rewarded for doing for achieving for having answers to figuring things out and instead we can disrupt that by not doing so this undoing and know that this is a practice because we are so habitually used to needing to get somewhere as I said earlier even with meditation maybe we think the goal is to have a quiet mind and why isn't my mind quiet and why am I thinking and here's another thought and now I'm lost and oh no it's all gone to rot and what's the point in this thing and so on and so on and so on and so on and if that happens that is very human don't beat yourself up about it and just notice that and remind yourself that this is a practice Practicing means that we do it over and over. And each time we might find that there's a new insight, a new kind of nugget of gold or glitter, non-toxic. So if that kind of chatter comes up in your mind, just notice it and then relax back in to being present. Relaxing is a verb. It's not something we acknowledge and then it just is. For many of us, it takes practice. So just try and be in the experience of right here now. And just relax with the sounds around you. Maybe you can relax with the sensations in your body. And if a thought comes up to spiral you off somewhere else, just try to be okay with that. And notice that you are able to interrupt simply by noticing it. And then bring yourself back, just pausing here in this moment. So maybe we can think of a meditation practice as simply just remembering. Remembering who we are beyond the doing and the thinking. It's like coming back to ourselves over and over and over again. And then if it feels comfortable, just start to notice your breath here. 
Perhaps you can take some deep, full breaths. Just notice how you're feeling. So noticing thoughts, feelings, behaviours. Anything that feels present, can you name that? we move on to allowing, just allowing those thoughts, feelings, behaviours, allowing them to be what they are without needing to fix or change. Instead we allow space. Let's move on to investigating, so being curious right now. What's calling for your attention? Where do you feel this in your body, if that's possible to access? And what do you need right now? Let's move on to nurture. So this practice of self-care, offering yourself space, tenderness, kindness, gentleness. Maybe even taking a hand to somewhere you might have identified physically that you felt what you were feeling. Maybe you can offer some breath as you inhale, maybe... Visualize there being more space created in that part of your body. As you exhale, maybe more softness remains. And just start to deepen your breath. Taking three full breaths maybe extending the exhale gently bringing yourself back Just feeling the sounds sounds that are around you, just waking up your senses, maybe feeling sensation in the body, that might help, or maybe blinking your eyes open, whatever feels accessible, just staying with yourself, but Gently bringing yourself into this present moment. And then maybe just acknowledging that 
connection to yourself and the fact that you are able to create space for new possibilities that even with challenging feelings there is still possibility for you to hold space for them to interrupt them as necessary and to invite something new so I really hope that this practice helped you to hold space for yourself for what's there hopefully offered you some ease and a practice in self-compassion so feel free to use this as and when you need it and let me know how you go thank you so much for practicing with me